welcome back for another pod another another lit another dad another dad no um another reacher round another hyper competent male protagonist another another nuclear is that what we are hold on hold on is this like monster of the week but it's hyper male protagonist of the week hyper competent male protagonist of the week yeah 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 yeah. it's a little wordy but let's roll with it we just Uh, we're we are fresh fresh off of watching uh the reacher season two trailer and we're both kind of chomping at the bit to give our impressions of it first impression and it was the first thing that i said to anyone about it i think they show a lot I they, think they show too too much in the trailer. They they might they might it depends. If you've read the book, if you've read the book, they show a lot in the trailer. If you haven't read the book, I don't know if there's context for it, but I think they show the ending. Also, I think it's the ending that I want that I didn't get in the book. Um, we can talk about that. We can talk about that a little bit later. We'll do a little bit of s- some spoilers. But what's your first impression of it, Connor? Is that Alan Richson got bigger? He, if that's possible. He yeah. did. And I follow him on Instagram, and I, I seem to remember him talking about that, that he actually put on more muscle for this uh, season. And he, it looks like it. He looks much bigger. He didn't – I mean, it would have been fine if he didn't get bigger, but I just – I it's it, it adds to the character for me. All right. So I'm going to reach out to um, definitely a listener of the pod, definitely friend of the pod, James Gunn. Uh, James, listen, buddy. I know you just took over for DC, all of their DC mo- like comic book movies. Cast Alan Richson as Bane. Match up Alan Richson with Batman. Have him break the bat. That be- he's well, big enough. He's big enough. He's they already huge. did it. They already did it. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't. I mean, this uh, is a new Batman. They can have a new Bane. So the the season two is Bad Luck and Trouble, which we. Reviewed and Just talked reviewed. about pretty yeah. extensively in a previous episode. They do give away some. Well, it looks like. Well, it's we'll hard. talk about that. At, we'll talk about that in a minute. Non-spoilery first impressions. It looks great. It looks like it looks fantastic. It looks fantastic. The casting of the supporting characters. I don't know if I agree good. with O'Donnell. It's good enough. I don't enough. know if I agree with the O'Donnell. It's it's a good enough modernized like Irishman type gentleman scoundrel. Uh, I definitely didn't picture him that way in the book, but I think he'll do okay from what I see in the trailers. He's quippy and fun. I just meant like in general, like the the cast yeah. of people. It, it it works. They brought back they brought back the same actress for Nagley, which is good. Or I, I think in the show they call her Neely, but. Mm-hmm. All of the audiobooks call her Negley. Um, it looks like I was correct in that they cast uh, the T-1000 as uh, Lamazon. Lamazon. Let's call him Lamazon. Yeah. <laughs> the, the boss. And then, which they show in the trailer, which I'm still surprised. They could have done that as like a really cool reveal in the show. I, I think I get the impression that the show is going to have a much simpler... Uh, maybe not simpler in terms of like, well, it's going to be an, it's going to be a lot of action and I'll just say a, a much more simple plot that the prov- book is pretty simple. Honestly, I think they're going to cut out a lot of the puzzles, a lot of the yeah. reacher math, a lot of the, um, I think they're going to hit like, the, the, the big action notes of the book. Yeah, That's yeah, what it looked sure. like. The, the attack in Vegas, 
the uh, attack the con the attack on the compound with the Honda Civics, which I hope they keep. I think we're gonna get more of the special investigators. Uh, Chris, insert the audio clip here. You do not mess with the special investigators. I think it looks like there's a flashback scene, so we might actually get to like see them, which you don't really really get an impression of them in the book. You just hear about most of them. Well, if in the killing floor, um, which was the basis for season one, um, well, in in season one of Reacher, they do a flashback of Reacher, um, yeah. and I don't remember if that's part of the killing floor book. I think they reference his military career, obviously, but I don't. Think there's, there's a couple like of a... I've said it before. There's a couple of books that are prequels that take place in that time, like his, the time yeah. frame of him being in the military. But there's, there's one no, that's yeah. there's there's one that's a, like a special investigators book, and there's one that's like the end of his military career book. They're good. I want to. I was very close to to reading another Reacher book recently, but I just I wanted to read something else. But I want to. <laughs> it was a sort of um, a diversion from what we we're talking about. But um, I want to read one. It's about Reacher. The beginning, the like introduction is Reacher sees a woman on the subway, and it looks like she's wearing like a suicide bomb. Uh, gone tomorrow, I think, or something. Yes, like yes, that. yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, if it's the one I'm thinking of, it's pretty good. Okay. Okay. Good. All right. But get, uh, getting back to the so getting back two to the trailer, trailer real quick. From our predictions, I think we are all pretty pretty spot on with what we were saying. D- do we want to talk some spoiler stuff? Okay. Spoilers starting here. Spoilers starting here. Please skip ahead. Like I don't know, like 15 seconds, a minute, whatever. They sh- I I. Th- I th- you think that's the Connor. ending? You think when he yeah. shoots the helicopter down with the rocket with, launcher? Yeah, he uses little he uses little wing to shoot the helicopter down, which doesn't happen in the book, and I wanted it to really badly. And I think everyone that made this show also read the book and went, "Why didn't he just shoot the helicopter down with a bazooka? That sounds way more action movie star." I I see why a person, myself, you might think that that's the ending, but. I could also. I mean, there's going to be more after it, but I think that's definitely going to be the like one of the conclusions. Probably like the second to last episode. That's going to happen. There might be be like multiple helicopters. Who knows? You know, I don't know if that's the big. Is that going to be a new checklist item? Multiple helicopters. (laughs) Well, uh, we already have helicopters on there. (laughs) Helicopters. Multiple moles. Yeah. Again, I'm excited to see it. It was a good trailer. It had. uh, um, crazy on you by heart as the music for it which is funny because the first one had can't you hear me knocking by the rolling stones so uh, depends depends on which trailer it also had um smokestack lightning or whatever that song is yeah that, like bluesy song they should i mean they should i probably shouldn't have hummed that that's gonna get us copyright <laughs> we don't make money off of this podcast so i don't know if anyone really That's, cares uh, i claim parody rules yeah whatever. i was clearly making fun of it um but yeah well i'm excited uh we'll have to wait and see i i, I hope they did last time did they release them all at once i don't think so i think they did it episodes because then we could talk about it but they did it excuse me <laughs> They did that so our podcast could 
could talk about it weekly. I mean, we could do that, but I don't think I don't think so. I do think that uh, like are there any Jack Reacher pod dedicated Jack Reacher podcasts out there? I There's got to be. There's got to be. Everything has a podcast nowadays. It might not be very popular, but even, I bet you I bet you Alan Richardson has talked about it or something or whatever. The Reacher cast. Let's reach out to Alan Richardson. Well, let's reach out and say, listen, you need to make us the the podcast of the let's, Reacher universe. Let's let's reach out to him. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> I don't know. How, I don't know how much longer I can do this. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, this has been one of the longest intros ever. Welcome to Dad Lit, a podcast not just about Jack Reacher, but largely about Jack Reacher. Um, I am one of your co-hosts, Chris Ludwig. I'm your other co-host, Connor Boyle. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you were going to take the, take the, the cue. <laughs> well, actually, so since we're on the subject of Reacher, I think I told you I read another Reacher book recently. Oh, yeah, which one? Wait, wait. Uh, the one that we were already discussing or another one? Past Tense. Is that the one at the motel? Yes. Yeah, we definitely need to talk about this. <laughs> so I will say, all right. My, uh, First off, I highly recommend this book. If anyone listening has not read it and has any interest in it, right. turn off the podcast now and go read it before any spoilers come up. For sure. For sure. So Past Tense is actually the 23rd book in the Jack Reacher series. It came out um, November 2018. Uh, it's primarily set in New Hampshire, the town of Laconia, New Hampshire. Um, I, I That's one thing I liked about this. I I spent my early childhood in New Hampshire, so you know I have an affinity for these kinds of uh, stories. Beautiful, beautiful country up there. Oh yeah, well for, for the most part, <laughs> there you know there's some uh, yeah it's beautiful. Um, a, a different, uh, I will say it is. I found the the rising action to be pretty plodding. Like there's there's a storyline in there that. I was just like, oh my god, I'm just so not, this is just not very interesting, or I don't care, yeah, it, but... It's a slow climb. It's, it's, it's a like climb. a roller coaster climb. You're waiting in the tick, 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 tick of the car going yeah. up the hill. But once it gets to that top of that hill, I would say that the the third act of this book is like one of the best thriller um, conclusions I've I've ever read, and it's just like... It's 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 really incredible. There's to describe it. There's two storylines that are running parallel to each other, and of course they intersect. Reacher ends up. Connor, in, that's not how math works. Parallel lines never intersect. Well, they're running. They're yeah, yeah. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm just. I'm trying to describe. I'm trying. I know that. I know what you mean because as soon as I said that, I thought I was like, but okay, you get what I mean though. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So Reacher ends up in. I think he's in. It's Laconia. Laconia, New, Me- uh, New Mexico. Laconia, New Hampshire. Um, yeah, I was going to say, it has to be close to New York City-ish. It's in New Hampshire, yeah. The couple in the story you're talking about going and selling wares right, in yeah. New York. This this couple come down from Canada, and they're going to sell. They have like a big box or like a big suitcase of something heavy that they carry around. And you, you don't find out what it is until the very end. It's kind of funny. And um, their car breaks down. They have to stop at this 
hotel out in the, the middle of this forest in New Hampshire and creepy stuff starts to happen when they're there. They start to feel like they're being watched. Their door starts locking on its own. And then you kind of get a look at the people running the hotel and you see that they are indeed up to something very weird. While that's happening in the nearby town, Reacher is passing through and decides to do some uh, uh, genealogical research because this is the town where his father was from and where his grandfather was raised. And Mm -hmm. he starts to do some research and it's not really fitting together. The records that that verify his grandfather's existence aren't there. He has to go and find the house his grandfather lived in. And uh, this story begins to emerge and Reacher, you know, is wants to know more. And all the while he's, he's um, brushing up against, you know, local criminals and basically kind of gets a hit put out on him. And that's the, that's the Reacher conflict he's dealing with. But as these things are happening, his storyline is getting drawn closer to that hotel and those parallel lines intersect. And um, the big spoiler here is that that hotel is, uh, well, hold on. So before you hit the actual big spoiler things that the hotel story, as the couple are like locked in their room, other guests start showing up at the motel and you get like descriptions of them, and like the bags that they take out of their cars and take into their own room, and how they get the secret kind of the the very uh, covert means they use to get to the hotel as well. You 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 mm-hmm. just you there's this growing sense of unease and that something mm-hmm. really really bad is going on here. And it's it's the spoiler now. How 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 long did it take you to figure out what was going on? I. Th- I think you told me about this before I read the book, so I knew. Okay. But I kind of got the impression kind of early on, like uh, a little after their door locking. I I kind of was like, oh no, this is gonna get like this is gonna get weird and get like uh, the most dangerous gamey, isn't it? I think that if I didn't know in advance that that's where it was heading, I would have thought human trafficking or most dangerous game, something like that. Yeah. Um, but what so what ends up happening is that yeah, it's it's like the movie Hostel. You know, very wealthy mm-hmm. people bid to come to this hotel and hunt the people that they they imprison there. That's that's how you know that's the final act is is all of this stuff happening. Reacher but shows up at the great, hotel. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing is what's great is the final act is the hunt kicks off, and then Reacher just happens upon it, and the final act becomes if Jack Reacher was the shape in a horror movie. Right, yeah, and it, it's really I loved it because and it's it's it, so good and it's yeah. it falls it falls just short of the ending that I hoped it would have. I'll tell you about that in a second. Well, Reacher shows up at the hotel at night, and he observe you know he does his sort of Reacher Sherlock Holmes you know kind of uh, deductions, and he you know oh there's a car blocking the entrance. He sees a guy in the forest wearing all black with a with a hunting bow, and he they like shut their sign off. But there's a bunch of cars there, and he's he's like, well, why are they hunting at night, and why are they wearing black? You know, why is this place locked down? And he he puts it together. He's like, well, what do you hunt at night? And he's like, well, they could be hunting some hogs, but they they wouldn't be using the, those weapons. They wouldn't be dressed that way. And he no bow is not going to stop a hog. It's just going to piss it off. And then and he he, he sees you. one. Of, I think he sees like the girl from the couple. And he figures mm-hmm. out very quickly exactly what's going on. And he 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 helps her. And and uh, he helps them. 
and yeah like you said it's it's reacher he goes into slasher mode and yeah. uh it, and they're it's they're bo- they're bow hunting specifically they're 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 mm-hmm. it's like a bow hunting you know um a game yeah it is just thrilling the end of it was so good okay so yeah can i tell you what i wanted the ending to okay be? the the chris ludwig alternative ending to past tense go ahead so it's at night no one can really make each other out that well it's like a plot point in the book and the guy that's running all of this gets like shot in the leg or injured or whatever i can't remember what it happens in the book but he takes an injury and i think it is to the leg and he goes and like runs and gets in his car and he's trying to like drive away in his suv or something and, and reacher kills him that's how the book ends I was expecting him to get away and that because Reacher never actually saw his face, the ending of the book was going to conclude and you're going to think, oh, this guy got away and the, the happy couple's safe. Reacher, you know, does his normal walk off into the sunset or goes to like the bus station or in this case, like a train station. And at the train station, he goes into like the bathroom to wash up and some guy comes in limping. And Reacher sees him and he goes, Ah, that looks like a a bad injury. What happened? And the guy says something and Reacher puts two and two together of who it is and like follows him onto the train and like e- either like the story cuts there or like he like m- like continues to hunt this guy. <laughs> What's funny about that is that that is kind of how the movie Hostel ends is if you have you seen hostel i haven't i haven't but now i want to <laughs> I, I i think it's a great horror movie eli roth is has made some not great movies I, well I'm, I'm just thinking about one but i think Hostel's really good and at the end of it i'll check it out then yeah well mild spoiler uh one of the the wealthy people who tortures and kills someone he tortures and kills this guy's friend he um the friend who survives like comes upon him in a bathroom at a train station and the guy doesn't recognize him, but he recognizes the guy and you know, I won't say what happens next. That is very similar. That's weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's hostile. It's, but yeah, it I, th- I thought it'd been way more satisfying if you get one last reacher detective moment of putting together who this guy is and like really making him pay well in in the conclusion the way that the main bad guy who who's the primary organizer of the hunts dies is that reacher kind of gets the drop on him and the girl who was being hunted reacher gives he has the gun and he's like if you go ahead do it you know shoot him and she's going to shoot him but then she's she says i can't i can't do it and then reacher tells her you're a good person it's good that you don't do things like that and that and that that's revolting to you and then he takes the gun and shoots the guy right in the head and that's yeah there are two of them though right because i remember one of them getting in a car at one point it's like well there's a few there's like a a a small group of are you the two that are running it though like the two that are running the operation it's like three three guys like two yeah there's a few of them and but one of them is the is reacher's distant relative but there's a there's a handful of them yeah and but it, regardless yeah. regardless i i wanted the ending to just be like a little bit smarter but yeah those moments with him and the couple are really good do you remember so i mentioned they're they're lugging around this this really heavy suitcase that they're I gonna they're gonna sell it. what's I in don't. it and it's it's important like is that 
basically they they can't run because they have this heavy thing and it's like the only thing that they own that they that's like of any value okay it's it's a bunch of comic books was it really yes i I, and i wonder if lee child had an idea of what it was or if like i I wonder about how 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 far into the writing process he knew what was in the case or or, and and was it as a writer right or or, and also was it something that he had to introduce to slow down the story you know know what i mean like it, it, it yeah make it something heavy that they can't move quickly or i wonder if he ran into someone on like around union square selling comic books and was like oh there's a story here you know what's funny it's like that almost seems like thriller writer advice like if your story is is progressing too quickly give the character something heavy to him to to carry like i mean that is definitely writing advice so especially not so much in like book writing but like in terms of writing like D D games so you have an idea of what the goal is um you have an idea of what you want like a combat encounter to be something that's fun and interesting for the player but you can't generally in terms of like for telling a story you can't just give them that so you have to have something that slows them down so you put puzzles in the way you put a maze you put uh like a quest that like drops all the little clues that makes the the like thing that they get at the end of the combat something fulfilling something satisfying but like you have to slow things down you can't let it just end quick in that regard you know building those games is probably a great mental training for for storytelling because you begin to understand the structural elements of stories and you know how how to manage pacing and and, and, and it's helped me immensely it's helped me immensely because not only does it give me that kind of idea for like uh formatting and pacing but it also lets me see other people like the players are are actors are parts of the story when you play like a role-playing game and so you get to see how other people think and how other people play characters, which is definitely useful because I can't it's it's hard for me to come up with like every single thing all the time. So it's interesting to see like, oh, this is where I think the story is going to go. And then someone makes a choice that you don't expect. And you're like, oh, I didn't I didn't see it going that way. Speaking of games. Good. Good. Let's play a game, Connor. Okay, we'll start off with a this or that. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you, see- are you seated comfortably? Uh, relatively. <laughs> I'm hunched over a laptop. Then we shall begin. Uh, who do you want stalking you in the woods? Jack Reacher or Mike Myers? The Shape. Hmm. Or Jason. Well, I definitely don't want Jason because he is kind of like magical and he can appear and seemingly teleport uh in the later friday the 13th movies they uh establish that um michael myers i am kind of inclined to say michael myers because jack reacher has survivalist skills michael myers is a slasher but he's um well i guess it depends where in the franchise where is this occurring is this like before Halloween 4, after Halloween 4? You don't know. All you know is he's coming for you. Um, I'll take Michael Myers. Okay. I think that's the safe bet. I don't think you stand a chance with Reacher. Speaking of standing a chance with Reacher, 
if you had to be in a duel, a gentlemanly duel with Jack Re- Nun Reacher, would you like to do fisticuffs, pistols, or some sort of melee weapon? Hmm, that's a tough one. I would definitely, I'm definitely going to say no on fisticuffs. Yeah. And I'm not, and I'm going to say no on a, a, a pistol because I'm not particular i have virtually no experience with those a melee weapon not that i'm have a ton of experience with that either but that feels like a little bit more lucky uh or more level playing field and maybe i could get like maybe i could get a shot in on him and he just you know like interesting because i'm not gonna knock i'll probably break my fist like punching him in the face oh for sure i'll probably miss his arm is definitely longer than yours so when you're in punching range like to punch him, you're already punched. But if I hit him in like the knee with a baseball bat and like he went down, I might then be able to like club him on the back of the yeah, head. Get a lucky, get a lucky shot on his jaw, knock him out maybe. What's you? So, it's, ha- it's yeah. happened once or twice in the books. He gets knocked out sometimes. So you 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 agree with me on this one? It would for you it would be. Um, I mean, I actually have melee weapons training, so I think I do have a I do have a chance for that. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say melee weapons as well. Pistols, like it's it's like you want to stay away from him and you want to be at range, but then you remember that he's like a crack shot and also mm-hmm. a hyper competent male protagonist. So like, yeah, no, he's gonna yeah, like, he's gonna get a headshot on you like John Wick. I well, I might ask me again in six months because I might be buying some guns sometime soon. All right. Oh, Connor, Connor, please tell me, tell me. I've got some. Look at, I've look got at some, me in the camera. Look at me in the camera and tell me that you're getting a Schmeiser. No, I've got some business to attend to. So I Are need you to getting a Sten gun? No, though. I, I've only, I've seen like, um, like custom builds of those online and you might be able to find like a, like a vintage Sten gun. But I, I know not one of those. If are you I just get like a, are you just getting like a simple varmint rifle to take care of like coyotes or something? No. If if I buy a rifle, it's going to be a dadlet rifle, which is it's you not better a, post pictures of it. It'll be a, it'll be a Marlin. I think it's an eighteen seventy five, which I've get a, uh, get a persuader and put it next to the book persuader and take a picture of it like a like a bougie Instagram girl taking a picture of her dinner. <laughs> No, it, it, the Marlin is this uh, rifle that. See, this is this shows how much I know about guns. But it has the um, that sort of undercarriage like uh, device that chambers another another round in it. It's like a, a lever action uh, yeah. rifle. It, it's been in a lot of. I've seen it referenced in a lot of crime novels and westerns. But I want a carbine. I want I want a bolt action carbine that you that you don't have to like manually load has like a a a small clip or a magazine and every time you pull the the bolt back another one slots that's what i want i want a mini 14 uh with a oh i'm sorry a what a mini 14 and i'm going to use it to assassinate uh charles de gaulle oh is this um no are you talking about the jackal he doesn't he doesn't use a mini 14 in that is that what you're talking about though no a mini 14 is like this that it the, depending on the the model it has like oh a, a mini gun no it's not a mini gun it's like it's a no? semi-automatic rifle it's one of the, you know there, there's all these rifles out there like with gun talk they want to ban the ar-15 but ruger makes these like 
these these rifles that are can fire at the same rate as an AR-15 and are about as lethal. I, I guess they're a little less user friendly, but there's plenty of stuff out there that that apparently has. We probably shouldn't be talking about this, but <laughs> anyways, I don't Why, know. This is this is our our topic, our audience. But I know nothing about guns, or my on uh, me either. Or I'll get I could tell you a ton. I could tell you a shit ton about edged weapons, but I want to get a th- or or a thirty-eight special, you know. Just because detectives carry those and they're cool. Yeah, like a snub nose or something. Yeah. Yeah. Beat someone over the head with it. Yeah, well, okay, so... I want an old Scottish Highlander musket they had that were solid uh, metal construction instead of any wood construction. And they could use them as clubs when they were, like, out of firing. And they're really cool. My the, the guy that runs the sword school has one, and he always brings it out when they do our Highland discussion. And they're really cool, really heavy. It's just like a solid steel musket. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last last question. This one's a little bit longer of an answer. This is more of like a, a short essay or like a paragraph answer. Um, I hope you have a number two Ticonderoga pencil ready. You're stuck in a prisoner situation in a motel room, kind of like in the book. How do you try to get out? Oh, that's I'm not saying it's I'm not saying it's the exact same situation, but if you want to do that, we can. Um I would I would probably put most of my effort into breaking the door or the window um but if say it's secure and and i kind of have to go about it a different way i would try and go through the the ceiling somehow um yeah my man because it it, maybe it's a dropped ceiling you know maybe i could puncture the even if it's drywall even if it's drywall you can punch through it and right. a lot of a lot of those places, the attic spaces are one big attic, so you can go from one room into another. Now, maybe we should be talking about this on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was thinking about that with the in terms of the story in the book. They like the walls are reinforced, if I remember correctly. They try to break through the walls. There's like a mesh, like metal, like yeah, like skin on but, all on the building. I don't remember if they – did they have it on the ceiling too? Did they mention that? I got the impression that they were basically in like a, a very like, like a narrow gauge cage. Okay. So that wouldn't work then. But, but. I, I would take the bed – I would try and take the bed frame apart and turn it into like a a spear or poking device to like jab through the ceiling and see what's up yeah, there. Yeah, well, and if even if it was a mesh in the wall um, – could probably get some sort of lever and bend the shit out of that and maybe make some sort of an opening. Yeah, and my backup plan would be to try and like dump the TV on someone's head when they walked they in. Through. Yeah. Yeah, bucket of water above the door classic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Um, my other plan was the bathroom, which is what they do in the, or the, it's one of the things they try in the book is like, they try and break through the tile and they think they're, they're doing it, but yeah. what would you like? What would just try and rip the tub out of its base and see what, see what's around there. 
sure, why not? You get some pipes at least. That's a weapon. Um, you could cause some sort of big plumbing issue that uh, would cause that would need them to like access the place. Maybe I don't know. You start a slow leak that they can't see, and over the space of three months, the city water department comes to investigate. And by that time, you've you've learned more. No, by that time, that, no. by that time, the, the the guests that are hunting you have shown up and already have an arrow through you. Um, I like the idea of that's your revenge. It's like, yeah, I may die tomorrow, but your water bill is going to be fucking huge. <laughs> <laughs> I just flushed I just flushed all these sanitary napkins and tampons that were here I, down the, I, down I, the I damaged your tile floor and I caused a leak. I'm just gonna destroy your foundation. This is gonna cause you problems for years. Let's not even talk about mold. Guess what? And I pro- <laughs> and I probably have bed bugs too, so I'm gonna have to deal with them. Oh. Yeah, that's the real torture is if you're locked in a room with bed bugs. Oh man, I don't even want to think about that. That's the night. Then that's the nightmare. You know. <laughs> yeah, let's not. All right. Um, that was all I had for for questions. Thanks for playing the game, Connor. Yay! Dadlet will be right back after a word from our sponsor. How we doing, folks? Graham Rockwell here with Marlin Firearms here to introduce the first Ruger made 1894 lever action rifle. This 1894 classic boasts all the traditional characteristics that has made it an iconic American rifle. The rifle sports a beautifully finished American black walnut straight stock and forend, and the clean checkering accentuates the rifle's aesthetic and its utility. Richly blued and featuring a square finger lever, this rifle is equipped with a 20 and a quarter inch hammer forge barrel with standard six groove rifling and a one in 20 twist. Adjustable semi buckhorn sights are great for easy and quick target acquisition. The rifle is chambered in 44 rem mag, but also shoots the mild recoiling 44 special. The magazine capacity is 10 rounds with 44 magnum and 11 with 44 special. In the coming months, additional calibers will become available to include 357 magnum and 38 special. So if you're looking to check out this 1894 classic chambered in 44 rem mag, visit marlinfirearms.com or go to your local firearms retailer. And now, back to our show. Do you want to cast off? Let's cast off. <laughs> okay. I was going to put some sort of like fun musical sting there, but I think you handled it. Okay, so who would you cast as Reacher in past I'm tense? Sticking with my putting it in the nineties and using Ving Rames. This is just gonna be my series, my Reacher series of movies. That that would be good because in in this story, like we've talked about, there's a little bit of like folk horror and it's very small town and even even though it's up in New England, there's still like you know racists and stuff up in, especially in you know New Hampshire. Not to speak ill of New Hampshire, but it's like, you know, I've 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 driven through pretty much all of New Hampshire, and yeah, there's there's people up there with, with Confederate flags, which I'm like, what? This is New England. Yeah, I um, would I would love an adaptation of a single storyline from a DC comic 
that took place in like the 60s there was one that was like an alternate universe and in that one um instead of steel being in like a character from modern day that takes over for superman when he dies uh steel is john henry irons a man that was attempted to be lynched and didn't die and he casts two giant sledgehammers and puts a uh, black hood over his face with a noose to tie it and goes around and just beats up the clan with two giant sledgehammers and that's who I would cast Ving Rhames as. <laughs> well, he he I just think this story could have a racial component like a racist sure. subplot and it would yeah. work especially in the 90s. Yeah. yeah. I just said Alan Richson cuz I can't Yeah, I, I mean, like this. I th- this is what we always do and I like this. I like that you're sticking with if it was the show that we have and I'm sticking with uh the Ving Rhames series of 90s movies. Okay, so let's do the next person for so patty who is the very resourceful um young lady who's one of two people who gets locked up and then gets hunted at the end she's she's kind of tougher than her her companion shorty so who did you have for patty elizabeth berkeley that's the girl that was um she was in uh saved by the bell she plays the 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 um like sporty chick in that uh, and she was in Showgirls. Okay, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> um, yeah, of course. No, yeah, okay, um, yeah. I think at the time that in the '90s was like enough for her to be viewed as an adult, but uh, still young enough to play the part. Well, that that works. Um, in, in past tense, I you know since it's it's uh, it's contemporary. Well, it was published in 2018. I kind of viewed them as like hipsters, like they were kind of hipstery. They were young, yeah. hip people. So I thought of Millie Bobby Brown for Patty, and she plays. Mm. Um, was it Seven in Stranger yeah. Things? Yeah, I thought she'd be good in it. You know, um, she can act. No, uh, her name's Eleven. I think. Ele- eleven. Okay, Seven Eleven. It's no, a... You're thinking of Seven of Nine, which is Star Trek. Yeah. And now I'll talk for hours about Star Trek. No, things. I think you're right. It's Eleven. But for, from Stranger Things, that's who I picked. Yeah. Okay. Next. Uh, are you doing Shorty? Yeah. All right. This took me a while, Connor. Um, maybe one of the longest cast searches for anything in, that we've done. Um. I was trying to find an actor that was young enough that was maybe an up and coming, like someone who's popular now, but wasn't ish then. And someone who looked good enough for the part. Everyone I kept coming up with was like six one. And I was like, his name's Shorty. Like, I don't, I, I wanted someone that seems like a little, like you said, he's not as uh, smart or substantial as his counterpart. Uh, so I went with uh, Joaquin Phoenix young walking phoenix okay i could see that in the 90s like sure. like before before gladiator walking phoenix yes yes um yeah. i could see that yeah i was gonna do river phoenix but he died in 93 and i i feel like the series could be set in that time but i, I wanted to be safe and put walking in there okay that, i think that would work um for that i had an actor his name is Jaden martell and he played, he was in the It movies. He played Bill Denborough. He was the 
kind of like the main character in it in the new it movie he's the yeah, his yeah. his little brother gets eaten georgie is his yeah. his yeah okay i can see that it's just he's just a young kind of uh you know not even speaking about his like good looking just sort of like a it's very gen- marketable you have generic. you have two two stars from two different very similar franchises so you have the, the like a group of kids investigating supernatural shit that's been like popular lately. i think what i think fucking finn wolfhart was in both of those movies yes yes Show, yes yes, yes. Uh, he, he's so he looks so punchable anyways don't um <laughs> little kid okay next he's, he's in that new ghostbusters and i want to oh, go yeah. see that new ghostbusters but i can't stand his face well it's not it's 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 not in theaters right now it's like you could not yet but i'm gonna go see it it looks original which is is there fun. another one coming out i thought it was all done i thought the whole thing was no go oh, dude go look up the trailer there's another there's one, one? That, there's a new one that has the kids from the last one and um uh so it's a paul rudd it's another it's, paul, it's, it's another yeah, one with paul, those kids yeah, Paul Rudd and the kids fighting off ghosts, and the old Ghostbusters are in it as, like, the teachers. But the... Go watch the trailer. It looks good because it doesn't look derivative of something that's already been done. It doesn't. It's not a remake of a Gozer plotline. It's not the remake of the Ooze plotline or uh, Vigo the Carpathian. They're not doing, like, a, a soft reboot like they already did. This is, like, a true sequel that is, like, an original story, and it looks cool. That's what has me interested is an original story. Also, the, they updated the uniforms. They have original uniforms. They're not like the same remade uniforms. Like it looks like they put some thought into it. All There's right. actually some some art. Okay. All right. Let's keep going. So that's a that's a good casting though. I like your castings for both of those characters. Right, next one is Mark, who is the main bad guy. He's sort of the in charge of this this uh, human hunting operation. And it's revealed at the end that he's like a distant relative of Jack Reacher because this is the town that Reacher's family came from. So like it's well, yeah. sort of I thought Stan was the distant relative and Mark is just who um, Reacher's dad took the name of. No, no, that's Mark is is the young guy who runs the the hotel and his okay. last name is Reacher, Mark Reacher. Yeah. So the, he's part of the Reacher family tree but he's like a distant branch of it there is another character who uh, is his name is stan and he is the one who is reach he is um reacher's father's cousin who switches identities with reacher's father i think sure i'm confused already but yeah two bad guys that run a motel um I'll, I'll give you both of them right now and you can put them in either role it's interchangeable for me okay um jeffrey combs it's the guy from reanimator yeah and he's also been a lot of, in a lot of star trek um he, i think he could pull off like um managerial but menacing and then matt frewer who's that matt well um i guess the thing you'd know him from is max headroom I mean, I don't know. Uh, is he Max Headroom? You don't know. I know. Yeah, he is Max Headroom. Okay, yeah. I thought you meant like the yeah. TV show. Uh, yeah, he. Yeah, he's he is Max Headroom, and he was in a bunch of stuff in in the '90s and since then. He was in Watchmen re- more recently. Okay. Um, 
he's he's got that face that could be like an unassuming of like innocent seeming person while he's talking face to face with you and then he could like on a on like a snap be very menacing so i think that would work really well as like whoever is talking to the couple more okay those both those both sound good um who who do you got i I just did mark because he's again he is a distant relative of reachers and he's pretty much one he's one of the main bad guys but okay before i cast him so mark um kind of he has to play the good guy to patty and shorty he kind of tries to make them feel comfortable and tell them nothing's you know there's nothing wrong so i yeah so that's who i that's who i would want Frewer to be then um i picked chris pratt <laughs> he would be he would you dog i would love to see chris pratt in a villain role like that against reacher against alan richardson yeah that'd be very good because chris pratt does play the protagonist in another dadlet um adaptation uh the uh the terminal list which is based off a book by jack carr that i want to do in the future um so sure he's yeah i'm down yeah so um i thought he'd be good they'd be good and you know he'd be a good nemesis to to reach her okay here's the last person i cast and again it's stan stan is this older man that reacher meets at the end of the book and he learns reacher learns that his father william is cousins with stan stan and his father are cousins and that they swapped identities so uh so what so he's he's so so let me remember because i haven't read this in a while so stan is unrelated to the motel plot line right he's unrelated to that okay he's just kind of part of reacher's like genealogical research okay so then i cast the two guys running the motel i'll cast stan in a second tell me who you okay so we're the guy we're casting is like reacher's dad's cousin so he's part of the reacher family i picked two two people one would be Chris Cooper, who is in the, okay. the film adaptation, yeah, yeah, yeah. or Hugo Weaving. He'd have. Ooh, I don't. I don't think you would get him now. Would he? I think Chris Chris Cooper is more likely, and I think that is a good cast. Yeah, I like that one better too. Yeah. Um. um I'm gonna say back in the '90s, he was still old enough looking. I'll do Clancy Brown. See, in the book, he's described it's like an elderly man. And yeah, and in the nineties, I guess he wasn't that old yet. Damn. Um. Uh. Charles Bronson. Yeah, that would be wild to have. Like, that would be kind of cool, though. Like, hey, here's like an old action movie star as a relative of a modern action movie. Although, I suppose. If I'm using Vink Rames, it would probably need to be <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah. African American uh, actor, older oh. Sidney Poitier. Yeah, that's pretty good. But the thing is, is that that and he does he does some fun roles because Sidney Poitier was in uh, Sneakers. He wouldn't necessarily in casting this role. You you know you're talking about someone who is he's a cousin. Yeah, he's he doesn't need to yeah. be as tough as reacher but you want I, my inclination is to make him a little tough because he's he's a good guy in the reacher family tree so you want him to have a little bit of that reacher magic 
Um, but yeah. Did you have anyone else you wanted to cast? Yeah, I wanted to throw in a couple of hunters. Some, some awful people the, to hunt. The man the, hunters the, at the end, yeah. Yeah, the man hunters. The most dangerous game hunters. And uh, this is a really good list to just fire off. Good 90s villains. Uh, Gary Busey. That's... I can see Gary Busey pulling up, opening his trunk, and giving a weird, creepy smile and being okay. like, yeah, look at all the stuff I have to kill people well, with. Well, Gary Busey does play a Manhunter in the film Surviving the Game. Yeah. Um, and then Amanda Plummer. Who, who is that? Amanda Plummer's uh, Honey Bunny from, oh, kill, okay. uh, from Pulp Fiction. That's good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Tony Todd, the Candyman himself. Those are all really good. Yeah, I think those would all be good, like, people stalking you in the night and then getting messed up with Reacher. The The only one I I feel comfortable casting is a character who, in my head, I imagined as Dave Attell. Um, there's, a, there's one of the hunters drives, like, a wrecker truck. And he seems like he might even be, like, local in New Hampshire. And he... He sh- it's it's very strange because all the other hunters are like they come from all over and they're pretty sophisticated but this one hunter like shows up like he's a tow truck driver and i i wonder if i kind of missed something there but um he uh he in my head i just thought of david tell <laughs> i'd say walt goggins would be good for yours oh yeah for sure he would be good for modern day um Another one that would be kind of kind of fun as the tow truck driver would be, um, oh god, what is his name? I hate when I do this when I think of someone and then immediately forget their name. The guy from um, Pineapple Express and Eastbound and Down and Vice Principal. Danny McBride. Yeah, Danny McBride, <laughs> but in like a serious role. Oh, he could do it. I'm sure he could. That be that would be good as well. Yeah. So yeah, um, overall, Connor, let's let's uh let's rate this thing as dad lit. Um, I mean, it's a Jack Reacher book. Um, I think it's a little. I, I kind of would rate it lower because it, yeah. it does not have much of a a political or military um no. element to it's it. It's much more. It's it, it feels really different than the other Reacher books. It's like more small scale there's not as many characters it's very personal it it is like a slasher and like countryside like you said folk horror um so i with that in mind i'd give it as a piece of dad lit it's a good i mean i i I critiqued it already that i thought that it had a very slow build-up but a great great climax but i would just give it a 48 white sneakers and um and a uh a trunk full of golden age comic books yeah i thought you were gonna go with guns i'll give it uh, yeah as dad lit i think i'm similar to you like a like 59 folded white motel towels 
It's a great book. Like a reg- like if you're not grading it as dad lit, I think it's a fun just as like, a thrill- thriller. Yeah, as a thriller. Yeah, as a thriller, I would give it. Actually, actually, hold on, hold on, hold on. Caveat asterisk. Um, as a fan of Reacher, I rate it highly. I think it's really fun if you know the character of Reacher and you know where the road is heading because the beginning of the book is a slow burn and the motel story is fun and dark but the Reacher story is a a bit bland and you don't really care about him looking into his family unless you know the character. So I would say as a if if a new reader like if I was going to recommend it to someone I'd rate it pretty lowly but if it's someone who likes Dadlit or someone who likes Jack Reacher it's a great book yeah the reasons i don't i won't rate it very high as a thriller are are more like objective in the sense that it ha- it is a plotting build-up it relies too much on as you pointed out the enthusiasm for reacher and and learning about reacher like you but if you are waiting for him to get in there you're yeah. like oh these two plot lines are gonna meet up and it's gonna be awesome but if you're invested in the character then it's it, it it'll read a little bit better but i'll give it 65 uh 65 I'll, tactical crossbows tactical well i was gonna say crossbow bolts but they don't use crossbow yeah. bolts they use they use um compound bows so but that's right yeah yeah, yeah. F- 65 arrowheads yeah i went to the range some months ago uh dana and i went to do some archery and i have a, i have a couple of recurve bows um and we're just setting up, you know, rookies, uh, very laid back, just shooting to shoot. And these two guys show up. The first one shows up with a case, opens the case up, has a very nice compound bow, has a like a little bit of a sight on it, whatever. And he, he's very polite and he shoots with us. This other guy shows up with a bigger case and he opens it up and has like maybe the most expensive bow I've ever seen with multiple like counterweights that stick off of it like tripods and uh a big scope on it and all sorts of ridiculous bells and whistles and he has like a a release clip thing that you hold on to that's yeah. an easier pull that you can like a trigger basically it's like a trigger release for the string mm-hmm. and uh man i was just like equal parts impressed and also thought it was really funny <laughs> I don't know. It's like how it's a bow. It's a simple, very simple weapon. Well, like how compa- complicated? Yeah. How complicated can you make it? <laughs> Those the the comp the the more expensive and higher end compound bows. They have like yeah, like a counterweight off the front of it. It looks like a so it looks like a screw on like pipe, like you know that, that goes yeah. in front of it. Yeah, and I thought it was I thought it was like a like a stand at first, like something you could like 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 a bipod, but like a monopod. Mm-hmm. But no, it's a counterweight to help balance it. And the guy like calibrated it multiple times while we were there and like did different shooting. But let me tell you, I thought so. You released the reaper curve bow, and you can hear it through the air and hit the target you know like a thud he releases the compound bow and it's instant there's no you don't hear the arrow traveling through the air you just hear it hit instantly like the speed of a bullet and it's like ridiculous how much more power there is in those compound bows than there are in simple just like wood construction no i mean it's night and day yeah but it's it's like i said it was impressive 
and also funny. Yeah, you know, if I was hunting an animal, I would want a compound bow. I wouldn't want to, you know, I'd, I'd want the security that I was going to, because I, you know, I, I practiced with a bow for a little bit too, and I was, I was getting good at it. Your bow? Yeah, yeah. And I didn't, but I'm like, you know, I can, I could probably hit an animal, but I can't guarantee that I'm going to hit it where I want to hit it and I don't want to hurt it. So basically having the equivalent of like a, a gun yeah, that shoots. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, I, I've never hunted before. I'd like it's to. A si- it's it's like having a silent gun with reusable ammo. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I, it's cool. It, we, it's cool. Like uh, I, I would, I don't know if, I don't think I would invest in one, but it's cool. We got the Bass Pro Shop holiday catalog delivered to our house yesterday and I was looking through it. Yeah, boy. I know. And I was like, oh, 300 bucks for this uh, beginner uh, crossbow. That's pretty cool. But I, I don't know if I'm going to buy that. I was looking, That's where I was looking at the guns and I saw the Marlin. For a, what do you what do you need the marlin for? Uh, it's just you know when the world falls to pieces, Chris. Okay, so you just want yeah you want a personal gun. Okay. Well, no, I, I don't know, man. If I was to I buy, would, a gun. I would recon I would reconsider the crossbow for the reasons we just mentioned. It's a gun with reusable ammo. <laughs> yeah, for, for, if I was going to buy a gun though, for real, it would just be for home defense, and I would get like a little you know, like a, a handgun, like a Glock or something, you know, something practical. Old West Derringer. <laughs> keep it in my hat a- ac- accurate up to two feet away <laughs> yeah I'll keep it keep it keep it uh tucked into my hat what yeah. uh, you gotta learn that you gotta learn that isaac bell quick draw where you take the hat off and swoop the gun out in one motion i don't know i uh, maybe i'll get like maybe i'll just get like i already have a machete i keep near the door maybe i'll just get like a vintage battle axe or something. So if someone comes and tries to break in, I'll just fucking. Boot. I could teach. I could teach you how to be lethal with both of those. Well, the the machete needs to be sharpened. Dusak um, Dusak is an excellent style for machete fighting, and uh, I love fighting with axes. So if you want to know some things, just hit me up. Come visit, and I'll I'll show you some stuff. Okay, that's or I'll good. come visit and show you some stuff. Doesn't matter either way. If we do this, we have to take pictures. We need to go to the beach. We, we need to go to the beach. We need to take our shirts off and pre- yeah, and like know. practice in the wake. <laughs> have, like. have a have a, yeah. I'll, I'm down for this, and we'll do photos <laughs> and put it on the the, the Dadlet uh, Instagram. <laughs> Perfect. We'll have a have a we'll have a a, a showdown at sunrise. <laughs> Live stream. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. No. Um. What are uh, what are you reading lately? I just finished a really good book recommended to me by a fan of the show. Um, the book was called Harry's Game, and it's a spy novel about um a an English um a secret agent who is sent to infiltrate the IRA in Northern Ireland following um an I- the IRA assassination of like a, a British undersecretary. So he goes to Belfast and he tries to find out who killed this. Uh, actually, I think it's like the Secretary of Commerce. And it's a good spy novel that takes place in Northern Ireland. I just finished it. Right now I'm reading a Joe Lansdale book. And the the same guy who recommended me um, Harry's Game, uh, I bought a couple books from him. He runs an online bookstore. It's at Scattered Stones Bookshop on Instagram. But I just bought a okay. ton of of Jack Higgins books from him. 
I'm holding them up so Chris oh, can see them. Oh, he's holding. Yeah, for this is a not a visual medium, but Connor's holding up a stack of books. So I'm gonna read some Jack Higgins books after I finish this Joe Lansdale book. But I'm also tempted. I want to read another Jack Reacher book. I feel like I'm in a Reacher mood. You know, you'll get there eventually. When the show comes out, you'll definitely want to. I, I think the one you mentioned is a good one. Also, uh, if you want that feeling of building tension and knowing that Reacher is going to collide with the plot at the end i think a much better and more dadlit book is 61 hours okay you've met you mentioned both that a, one. that's both a pitch that's both a pitch to you and the listeners you mentioned that one before maybe that that'll do yeah. it and it's the 14th book so yeah i do want to read some of the i i don't have a big urge to read them in order but i it's good to get a sense of how things progress and how an author progresses so there's only there's only like three of them that have to be read in any order there's there's three that happen like concurrently they're kind of separate stories but they happen like right after like he gets done with one story hitchhikes at the end of the book and literally the next book is the person that picks him up from that hitchhiking and then he's on his way to washington throughout both of those books and then the third book is the one where he gets to washington that's the one that they they made the second tom cruise movie about okay yeah so the i don't remember which what what that's called but uh um, whatever the second Tom Cruise Reacher movie was. Yeah, I don't, I'm, I don't know either. Uh, what do you? But what yeah, about um, you? What are you reading? I started Colonel Sun. It's a James Bond novel by Kingsley Amos. Oh, okay. I have two. I have. I have two James Bond novels by different authors, not Ian Fleming, and I want to read both of them before our Spilet episode. So far, this is really good, and it has the potential to be better than Fleming. The plot so far is Bond in like some downtime after the man with the golden gun book accidentally leads someone to M and they kidnap M and try to kidnap Bond. But Bond is able to like fight them off and he's found in public like heavily drugged and he's taken to like a normal hospital and no one really knows who he is. He's a secret agent, but they're like, yeah, this guy's on some like crazy drugs or something. Uh, I don't know. He... he we're supposed to call like the the secretary or something about this. And then like, they show up and like, we'll take it from here. Goodbye. Um, but it's like him now trying to hunt down the people that kidnapped him, which is a pretty cool story. And the villain so far, I don't know if it's the main villain, but the villain so far has been a guy that's a reference to the villain from the, uh, what is that book called? The 39 steps or the, the 39 steps john buckin yeah yeah the villain in that that has like hooded eyes like a like a eyes like a falcon yeah. this villain has that same feature and bond like references the 39 steps it was like a book that terrified him as a kid so like now he's dealing with like a the real life version of that that's cool yeah it's good so far i like it i'll let you know more when we like review the other one i got that's a different author is i think it's called license renewed it was one of the books that um, Brian Berryman was selling. Yeah, another another online bookseller we we do business with uh, fairly often. Yeah, Brian's a noble. Yeah, yeah, he's good. Yeah, uh, I just recently got a couple of weird like post-apocalypse fantasy from him, where it's like the world has ended and things have gone back to like high fantasy. Basically, they looked really dumb and really cool. Like one's called Bander. One's called Bandersnatch, and I was like, yeah, I'm buying. It. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> 
we- weird pulpy bullshit. You mentioned you were going to finally read The Race. I know I was going to, but I might not. I, I'm so indecisive. I feel like that's a book. I feel like that's a book that hovers on the top of both you and Corey's to be read pile, and it's never been read. But it's like always on the top of it. I was close. I was very close. But I, I wanted to read the Joe Lansdale book, and it's a short book. I'll get through that one quick. But I'll probably read some Jack Higgins after it. One of these. Let's yeah. also. Let's also. Um, I know we have a. Uh, we still want to do Hondo. Um. Next episode, we should do our holiday episode to do our dadlit shopping list uh, book recommendations for the the checklist. And at some point on the horizon, I would like to do one of your the what are those books? The precinct, eighty seventh precinct. That because I bought one of those from Barryman as well, and I'd love to read it and talk about it. Yeah, because we haven't really done we haven't really done any cop lit. No, and, and, and 87th is a good police procedural, but it's also got kind of pulpy elements, and it's it's a good Yeah, I think that would be read. fun to do. I never regret I think... reading one of those books. Like Joe Lands, there are a few books, like Joe Lansdale, I never pick up one of his books and then put it back down. Yeah, 87th, I think that be fun. Precinct is the same. Yeah, so that's kind of what we have on the horizon right now. There There is still the ever-looming uh, big special episode spy episode at some point i'm learning about another real life spy right now connor who's that sydney riley he was known of the ace of spies he's basically another one of the people that bond is based on so now i'll have learned about like three people that bond is based on (laughs) okay He's cool so far from what I've heard. A very interesting story, but also a lot of the stuff that they have on him was stuff that he told and is apparently very embellished. Looks like he was played by uh, Sam Neill in a made-for-TV miniseries called Riley Ace of Spies. Ooh, interesting. When I finish reading about him, I'll have to go find that and watch it. Yeah, interesting character. It's it's interesting. We'll definitely delve more into it in the spy episode. Um, yeah, I think that's a good. I think that's a dad lit. I think we've litted. I think we done litted. I think we put the lit back on the dad. You got anything else for these fine people? No, that's you got it. anything you want to plug? I have nothing. I have nothing. Oh whoa! Well, you have a machete, but you need to go sharpen it. I do have something I want to plug. Oh, if you can, I have a short story coming out in, yeah. in a book. It's going to, it'll be published in uh, um, February of next year. You may want to mention it again and closer to it. For yeah. sure. But if you want to pre-order the book now, that'd be great. Um, the publisher is From Beyond Press. And you can just go to FromBeyondPress.com. And from there, you'll be able to pre-order it. It's it's on sale for eleven ninety nine pre ordered and it's and got Connor, a ton of and, goods. Con- and Connor, what is the book called? Escalators to Hell: Shopping Mall Horrors. The first story in it is by yours truly. So you don't it's ha- amazing. You don't have, have to read have, far to get to it. Yeah, I've I, that's cool that yours is up top. Yeah, I'm I'm really I mean, honored. I mean, if the subject matter's perfect for it. Yeah. Um. Also, it's a fantastic story. I was blown away when I read it. Thank it, you. It's everyone go buy that book and read it or find a way to read yeah. it 
borrow it from a friend, pirate it. I don't care. From beyondpress.com. Um, Pre-order now. Yeah. I will soon have something to plug, but not yet. Oh, there's really? some things in the works. There's there's a, another podcast in the works that I'll soon be able to plug. Possibly recording this weekend. Interesting. You che- yeah. you che- um, What's the matter, Chris? This is not enough for you? Cheating? Uh, Cheater? I, Cheat? The the world is not enough. Oh, okay. Okay. Um. But yeah, well, I'll, I'll tell you more about that later. But okay. for now, we've been dadlit. Our theme music is by vitizen you can find him at vitizen.card.co that's card with two r's and uh you can find us at instagram at dadlet podcast or you can email us at dadlet at gmail.com please send us whatever you want send us pictures of your marlin rifle sell connor your marlin rifle send us pictures of you fighting at the beach send us book recommendations send us hate mail we got something wrong if if i am correct and connor is wrong that the family member of reacher was the other guy email us and tell me give me vindication in this and if you have any sort of praise for us please we, we need we need our ego stroked that's dadlitpodcast at gmail.com dad you later dad you later record hi i nice am to meet record you. as well okay cool test we can't both be record i'm mr record and you are record junior get out of here just don't ask questions